to the Super Live Adventure Podcast. I am Chris Sardino. I'm John Saluga. Hey. Hey, we're uh, having a couple of beers in the backyard. I'm drinking a Peroni Nastrozzo. Italiana. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking a Samuel Adams Jacko Pumpkin Ale <laughs> in memory of Jackie Onassis. Oh, okay. who loved pumpkin ale. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, I, no, I didn't. They say the night Kennedy got shot, yeah. she just pounded a bunch of pumpkin ale. Of course, his head looked like a big old pumpkin. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Old seeds and shit flying all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's not nice. No, that's not nice. I don't think our, I don't think our guest tonight's going to enjoy that. No, that's not the way to start anything. That's terrible. That's terrible. We do. We have a very special guest tonight. Sorry. And I was saying, we, when Chris and I started this podcast... Which is a long time ago now. Yeah. This guy has been on the guest list. We've wanted him on the show from the beginning. Yeah. But he lives on the West Coast. That's right. The rules of this show, it was always like we would sit down in person with somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's what we wanted to do. But now there's a pandemic. We started doing the whole Zoom thing. And I was like, let's reach out to our buddy, Michael Avon Oming. And holy shit, man. The last time we, we were looking back... Uh, we talk about on the show uh, uh, one night in particular. We hung out at McSorley's in 2007 for my birthday. It's still one of my favorite nights. Crazy night. I think it was like 2008 was like the last time. I'm going to ring really... a bell for that night because that was a wild night. We were looking back at the pictures and it's crazy. <laughs> Listeners, if, if you look at if you look at the uh, the cover art for this week, it's it's a photo Kind of a then and now thing. Yeah. And uh, God, Mike looked exactly exactly the same. He's a, he's a good looking man. We did this interview already. I should say that. We talked to him on Zoom. Yeah. We're introducing that now. Uh, and man, we had a great time. If you don't know Mike, oh, he's- you, you, you definitely have seen his work. Mike, he's, he's, he's won Eisner Awards, Harvey Awards, uh, Eagle Awards. He's done- uh, Everything from 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 Bluntman and Chronic to uh, co-creating uh, Powers. Yes. Um, After Realm uh, is the is the story that he's working on now. That's right. With he's written Thor. Yeah, he's written Thor. Yeah. He's done like he's done video. He's helped with like video game yeah, design he's stuff. For Valve. Yeah, really, yeah. really interesting career. Uh, love his style. Check him out and and just just pick up something that the guy's done because you're, you're gonna enjoy it. It's it's yeah. talented artist, talented writer, and just a good hang. I'll, I'll the day that we recorded this um, just a few days ago. I had a really really tough day and straight up had a panic attack with things that were going on and like my kids just kind of broke me that day too. Oh, boy, and you can kind of hear it on this. Like my energy. <laughs> It sounds like maybe I got the shit kicked out of me before I jumped in. Yeah, and I gotta say, man, um, you could tell I'm I'm a <laughs> you could tell I'm a little beat up. I didn't get into it, but talking, hanging out with you and Mike, uh, it was cool because it had been it had been so long, and I felt like we picked right back up where we left off. Yeah, and uh, I felt a million times better just hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Um and oh, I think man. I think listeners are going to like this one. It's yeah. this is a it's a really 
interesting conversation. A lot of it is about the the creative process and mm-hmm. and uh, oh, oh, super and fascinating guy. I mean, it speaks for itself. We got to meet. Uh, we got to talk to uh, Takisama. His wife is partner. Uh, they they do they do a lot of work together. Yes, After yeah. Realm I mentioned before. Yes, yeah, they um, work she, she does the colors Realm. on that, and, Which is and fantastic book, really great. So yeah, she pops in a couple times, and uh, and it, it was good to finally finally meet her. Yeah, totally. This is great, man. I don't I don't I don't have anything else to say. You want to just you want to just roll it? Yeah, jump in. You guys are gonna love this. Uh, we just had a great time. You have a great time with us. Yeah, enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you at the end. Except for when he just literally starts like digging at the papers, you know, and like ripping yeah. stuff up. And I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, that shit's the worst. Luckily, I'm not dealing with too much destructive cat stuff, more than just like loud, obnoxious. Like you're trying to work and the cat just is like climbing up your leg to hang out with you. And you're like, stop it, cat. Stop. <laughs> I don't even have time for my kids. I got time for you, cat. Come on, guys. <laughs> Or you human scratching post. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, dude. And, well, it's funny. I I was telling him he he has a similar thing, but he has a, a, a like a one and a half year old daughter. That's what I was gonna say. It's all who grabs she claws. His... She's rough. My son My, was yeah. not that rough. She hurts me a lot just <laughs> trying to grab me and. Well, their heads yeah. are like these these maces that just go around smacking into things, whether it's your balls or your knees or, or whatever, your face. <laughs> yep. You know, the little MMA wrestlers and shit. They will. Kid, a kid's head will break your nose real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, on, it's like enjoy a, it, man. It, it, yeah. I, I'm sure you hear all the time, you know, it goes super fast. Like right now, like on your worst, like to my son's all grown up now. He's like 24. Wow. wow. I would totally yeah. trade in the worst day I've ever had with him as a kid. I would totally enjoy that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's, we haven't seen you in a long time. So it's, he has two. He has two kids now. I have two kids now. Which, oh, like, congrats, dude. Thanks. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, we. It's the whole li- lives have happened in between. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah, weird. It has been an insanely long time. I think the last time I saw either of you was like New York City Comic Con or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have been like thirteen years ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was yeah, like 13 years that makes ago. Sense. <laughs> I have that uh, up on the wall, a sketch you did in McSorley's down here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Of me and Chris. It's uh, <laughs> this right here. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. Taki's going to come by and check it, try and take a look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, this is Taki. Hey. Hi. Hey, Taki. Yo, <laughs> nice to meet on? you. Chris yeah, and John. Nice to meet you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. You can totally. see all of them. Uh, like, yes. Oh, look at that. <laughs> there you go. She fixed oh. my stuff for me. Oh, hey. you had it on. Uh, yeah. Oh, I hate that. It's uh, Whoever's talking gets the, the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where it's like a bad reality show. It's pretty rough. Yeah. But last last time I saw you, I think, or talked to you, you had just gotten married, and it, like, that's how long ago it was. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, that was last time I I, I spoke to you. Yeah, you're right. Probably. Well, I like would have seen you guys ago. more. Yeah, I, w- I would have seen you more, but I moved to the West Coast and then just stopped doing cons. And and when I was doing like conventions to travel, um, 
there was only a handful of them. And then whenever I came back to the East Coast, it was spent time with my son and stuff. So I, I just yeah. didn't get a chance to hang out or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah no, I get it. Trust me. Trust me. A thousand times over. Think, well, things, things have changed so much. Like when I was hanging out with you guys, I was drinking a lot. And then when I moved to the West Coast, I kept drinking. <laughs> and I kept drinking. And Taki and I kept drinking. And then we got like alcohol poisoning. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> and oh, no. then we couldn't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, good like, for you, know, you man. those like two day hangover things where, you know, afterwards, I'm pretty sure my, my DNA changed. And like if I started drinking again, like my body would, I would get an automatic headache and stuff. Yeah, and then I legalize weed, so you know, happy ending. That's there you Dude, go. exactly. Yeah, there you go. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> well, I wish, I wish out here. Pretty soon, hey, he's over in Jersey. I'm still on Staten Island. Uh, Jersey, real soon. It looks like we'll see. Yeah, and be going across yeah, the bridge. It's got to be. It's it's a it's a game changer. I mean, oh yeah, definitely. It's you know, not having to hang out with the weed dealer is great. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like the guy at the counter is going to ask you to hang out after after you buy stuff, you know. Yeah. And I'm so excited whenever I do buy it. And they're like, "Do you want a bag for this?" I'm like, "No, I'm going to carry this outside of the store, like over my head." <laughs> it's 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 still like, you know, a victory every time. It's still I'm really gonna, awesome that we're able to, to get. It. <laughs> I'm going to smoke this before I get to the front door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, do you, do you find yourself, do you, do you enjoy the edibles more than the smoking or the, because I, I've become a, a huge fan of both. Yeah. I want to switch to more like smoking is not just not healthy for you in the long run. I was just yeah. talking to my like, wife you know, about this. That, myself, yeah. You know, it's only a couple of hits cause the stuff is really strong. So it's not like you got to sit there and, and smoke all joint or anything, but still, you know, a little bit every night for four or five years, I'm going, you know, that's eventually, I don't want to do that, you know, and it's okay, but I just don't want to really do it. The problem with edibles is they're like, the, even if you know what you're taking, so you're not taking too much, we've all been in that trap and gone down that, that oh, old, yeah. um, it still just affects me differently the next day. Like I, I do feel a little more foggy headed um, yeah. or a little more. I don't know what the word is. Like my brain is wet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I got to find the right thing. Uh, for a while, there were these cookies that they were making around here that were absolutely perfect. You cut them in quarters. You knew exactly what your experience was going to be. And then the next day, it was fine. Maybe it's the sh- the heavy sugary stuff, like the gummies. Maybe that's what's making me feel that way. I'm, I'm not sure. We got to figure it out, though. Maybe. Well, it's good. It's good now because they come it's from a high class problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Real first world problem there. Uh, the, 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 the gummies have like the dosage on them. So it's pretty good. Like you could kind of figure out how much you want to take off of that. You know what I mean? Like uh, I just got these rings. Yeah. They look like the um, like remember the peach rings? Oh, yeah. I got those. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> but you, you, you instinctively you're like I'm gonna eat the whole ring. It's like no, you just, you just nibble no, a gotten, quarter, and you're good. Yeah, I've gotten good at figuring out the amount, and also that like at least here legally they can only be of certain dosages. Oh, okay. I think it's like 20 milligrams, so you know you know exactly what you're getting. But again, it's yeah. just like that kind of the next day I feel a little whatever. I also like the immediate highness of, of smoking. You know, like you don't yeah, you don't gotta wait an hour. Yeah, <laughs> the immediacy yeah. is. I yeah. mean, and that especially like this year, and I have like I have like two little kids and stuff, and it's yeah. There's not like sometimes I need something right away. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to just calm down. My nerves are shot. 
but yeah, <laughs> I, and I know that feeling with the edibles. Yeah, you don't have time. Like, like if you've got an hour left of your night, you know, because the kids are down. You know what's you know what's crazy the uh, the dispensaries with the with the edibles kind of killed. Um, I started making edibles, and uh, me and a buddy we were we we bought a machine to make it into oil, and we were making our own gummies. And there's no way to properly figure out the dosage <laughs> by hand. So one might be fine, and another one might be like three hits worth. You don't know. Oh, and it was fear, man. That's what happened, dude. I made a 25 gram butterfly. <laughs> like I bought like a stupid mold, or somebody gave me a mold, and I made this giant gummy, and I ate the whole thing. And I was watching. I went to the movies to see oh, Mad God. Max Fury Road. <laughs> And just as they're driving into that cloud and there's like all the lightning and it's changing colors, I my seat rumbled and I shot into the screen. I was like, ah, ah! like I lost my mind. And I was like in the movie. It was completely insane. I hate way yeah. too much. Yeah, I hear like like you can get those mega doses and it's like you're tripping balls, basically, which I was, I, I'm not excited oh. about. You know, I don't want to do that, but. Um, that sounds interesting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and dude, I'm no stranger to to, to hallucinogenics. You know, what I mean, I've eaten yeah. my fair share of acid and mushrooms and mescaline. Hey, tell me, and... you did mushrooms at like Disneyland or something like that, or yeah, Disney World, or yeah, <laughs> I ate, I ate mushrooms and I ate acid in Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, two separate that occasions. Like I do want to try. I do want to try mushrooms sometime, but I do want to wait till it's like legal and I got somebody who can walk me through it and stuff like that. I, I uh, honestly, but I've, I've never done anything more than than, uh, than weed. You and me both. Yeah, man. I'm I'm the same way. And mushrooms, I, I'm I think the same thing. I'm like, well, one day. Yeah, I'm not ready yet, but one day. Well, guys, yeah. like guy, older guys like us, stick with the mushrooms. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a more of a natural thing. You shit them out in the morning. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you'll, you'll have real black shits. Like real, like <laughs> wow, like like you awesome. drank, like you drank like a whole whole bottle of whiskey shits. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Yeah, but but at least you know it's something natural. You're gonna pass acid. You don't know what the fuck you're getting. It could be bleach on a fucking yeah. And I'm too piece of paper. <laughs> I'm honestly just way yeah, and I'm way too psychologically fragile. You know, like so <laughs> something that's that's easy going and you know yeah. some some nice psilocybin and like a low dosage yeah yeah that's, that's yeah. what i could handle otherwise i'm gonna see because of like chickens crawling out of my face with my mother's eyes and tits and stuff like that yeah it's, it's no you don't want to let that <laughs> shit in yeah i once i went to a mushroom <laughs> i went to a mushroom party once and it was just a bowl of mushrooms and once again I, as a <gasps> glutton i kept eating them and eating them until I, but this is the thing about mushrooms. Like you, you're just gonna pass out. You're not gonna like OD and die. You know, it's not like doing lines of cocaine. You sh- you're like, are you yeah, sure yeah, about yeah. that? No, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I feel comfortable putting out. You can eat a whole bowl of mushrooms. No, well, you shouldn't. You're, poison, you're, you're poisoning your body, but your body will just like you'll knock yourself out. You know what I mean? But uh, it's like smoking well, way too much weed. You'll knock yourself out. Okay, that's exactly what I love about weed is there's no more hangovers. Like you know, yeah. you're not, right. you're not. I'm, I'm just too old for those kind of those hangovers, and like they don't go away. You, you know, and, and like as you get older, like unless you're just always drinking, which that's fine. But like, yeah, it just got to be way too much. And like the, the few times I've had too much weed, the next day I'm just I'm foggy. But yeah. that's the worst of it. You know, you're not throwing up. You don't have headaches. You don't wish you were dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other thing is talking yourself down when when you're too high. Going like, 
I am too high. I'm not going to die. This isn't going to cause a heart attack. I'm fine. Um, exactly. That's only happened to me once or twice. It was with taffy edible. So like I pull oh, off yeah. the amount of taffy that I think is okay, but it's also pulling off extra with it, you know? <laughs> and I was like, so freaking out. Like that thing where time, you're missing sections of time. So like everything looks stop motion. Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're missing what happens between your hand moving from here to here. And uh, that's not <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah, like somebody, <laughs> like somebody spliced that section of the film out like just cut it together yeah. like oh yeah 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 it's a real weird yeah real and that's different and that's different than, than drinking like drinking i i would not remember stuff but like big sections you know like yeah. uh, taki and i were, were at a convention once and we were really drunk and uh i ordered some pizza we're outside and um the next thing you know i'm eating the pizza and i asked where did this pizza come from yeah. she's like you ordered it you paid for it you, yep. you be, this is your yeah pizza. you became you became best friends with the with the delivery guy you guys talked for three hours yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's no it remember just some the sort thing. Of fast edit where suddenly i'm eating yeah it, you know oh yeah you're in a, like an aronofsky can film guys, all of a sudden <laughs> can you guys be creative when you're when you're high or drunk or like is that some yeah. people work with that some people it's like i can't but uh, i don't know how's it go Oh, every show uh, we are high. And dry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been listening, yeah, which is why I got a beer. All right, you know? gotta, all right. Yeah, well, I mean, a close to it. When when we met, I I did not smoke pot, and and had never done it at that point. Like it was a thing, teens and twenties and stuff. I never touched it. I was always drinking, and I was drinking a lot then because I was doing stand up a lot. Sure. And not getting paid, but, you know, I, I would get free drinks. That was kind of like the thing. And you're out with comics. And, and I was I was drinking a lot in those days. Yeah. Every, you know, just out every night drinking all the time. I started smoking because I have uh, I have issues sleeping. Um, and I tried a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And it was the one thing that when I finally tried it, I, I remember smoking and sitting back in this chair. I was in like a friend's cabin out in Pennsylvania in the woods. And I just woke up the next day, like 10 hours later, just in that same. It was yeah. like I hadn't slept in years. I wish it still worked on me that way. That's the problem is like over time. Really? It's not as as effective for me, but it, it still it still it helps. But creatively, um, pot pot is not great for me when it comes to comedy. Um, but I'll have a bunch of ideas, but I'll I'll be writing like. I'll have like weird thoughts about like spirituality or like weird theories or it's yeah. like, it's all this stuff that's not related to what I do. Drinking. There was a long time I used to think that drinking made me funnier. And what I realized was all it did was it shut off some of the self-conscious bullshit that was making me nervous about like getting on stage. It wasn't making yeah. me funnier. It was just dulling some of the stuff that was, uh, um, yeah, blocking yeah, me from like opening up. Boost you get from, from a little bit of it, a little bit of a drink gives you a little bit of confidence, but it's a, oh, yeah. it's, a it's such a slippery slope. It's such a, you know, a crutch that can turn into something else. Yeah. I had some terrible nights on stage because I kind of had like a system down of like what I would drink and, and like leading up to like a performance. And then the host would come out and be like, Hey, uh, I know you, we said you, you were going up third, but we got to move you to like sixth. And I would go, Oh no. Like, the booze is going to hit me because <laughs> it was it was yeah. crazy like how I was drinking. I was trying to find this like sweet spot. And and then the key is yeah. to just figure out like 
Yeah. You know, chasing how, the how dragon. To kinda, how to kind of like John. do that naturally. Chasing yeah. the dragon. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, pop for me uh, doesn't doesn't help with comedy, but. Yeah, I've 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 like written songs and stuff high, and not, not trying to say I'm a musician oh, wow. or passing it, but like I just find myself wanting to do compl- anything but that. Yeah, I I I think that's awesome because like I'm one of the few artists I know like I can't really be creative when I'm when I'm high. Um, I do have what I think are great ideas, and like the next day, about twenty, some of them are great ideas, but but most of them are just like really obvious stuff that feels incredibly fresh, like a really fresh thought for some reason. And you're like, wow, that's such a great idea. And then the next day, you're like, well, that's actually just nuts. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just high stuff. But it's totally high times. Yeah. Well, I think with and I think with comedy, it's uh, it's easy to think something's really funny when you're high, and it's and it's not the next day. So like, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. Won't even, I just won't even do it. See, I I yeah. um yeah I I smoke. I've always, I've been smoking for like probably close to 30 years right? 20, at least 27 years I'm, I'm gonna be 42 so i'm smoking a lot and i smoke every day i smoke before um i smoke while i'm doing art it's it's dude you know it's crazy I, and i wanted to tell you this back uh when we knew each other a lot more back in the day i was just kind of like getting back into art and like meeting you kind of like jump-started my love for that again and then uh-huh. since then yeah i'm doing pretty well as a freelance i, I get do television work theater work i'm like i you know, I, I do stuff all over the place a lot of commission work nice. but um i i like smoking not so much uh when i'm coming up with ideas but when i'm like when i have that lockdown and i'm just like laying something on a canvas or i'm penciling something there or inking something i like the flow of that when i'm when i'm when i'm high you know what I mean? Not so much the idea part, but like the labor part. Sure. It, I, I feel like I flow better yeah. when I'm stoned. You know? Yeah. It's real weird. Oh, that's sweet, man. I was looking at your stuff earlier. Yeah. And yeah, it's really oh, come thanks. a long way. It's, just, it's looking great. That's Thank awesome, you, man. man. Yeah. I kind of. But yeah, like, I, I can't I can't think very well. You know what? Your, your critical mind kind of gets bypassed so like every idea seems like a good one and every weird choice seems like ah, it should all go like this and you know and you get that yeah you, you get that morning after but sometimes look you at need it. that stuff too because you're too locked up like as i've gotten older as an artist <clears throat> i've started to learn how to listen to my subconscious better you know that little voice in the back of your head about you know uh, either breaking a rule or, or pushing something or doing something that doesn't necessarily make logistical sense on the page, but it feels right, you know, kind of like not finishing up part of the drawing or um, letting a line be a tangent where it's extending into another part of the object, something you're usually trying to avoid. Yeah. Um, And I think some drug experience is good at that as you get older, not necessarily doing the the drugs while you're working, but there is something about like when, when you're high, you're listening to a different part of your head. You're not listening to the, front part of your brain so much as as much as the back part of your brain yeah um and and i think if you can remember that those those are those are useful lessons that you can bring into your sort of sober uh forward thinking mindset you know yeah that makes sense yeah it kind of just opens you up you know yeah yeah because uh the i kind of miss when i knew less because knowing more there's always a certain amount of like rules or whatever the experience is kind of you're supposed to do certain things a certain way. And when you're younger and you don't know what you're doing, 
um, you end up being way oh. more ballsy sometimes because, I, you know, and I'm sure oh. in, in stand-up it's the same way, right? Well, yeah. well, I miss even when I used to do sketch comedy with this guy. We talk about this now where it's like there was we kind of like made every idea happen, like no matter what. It was just if you had an idea, like I would have an idea or he would have an idea, we'd call each other and we would just like follow it through until it was done instead of stopping to say like, is it even worth making this? You know what I mean? Like we were just, we were always diving in and some stuff was really funny and some stuff was was kind of terrible. But now a lot of times I talk myself out of an idea before I even start it. Cause I'm like hypercritical of, yeah. of just everything. And I, and I wasn't that way before. And I wish I was just diving in cause it's just fun to do it. But I also, you know, I was younger. I had all the time in the world. Now everything is like, yeah. uh, every idea I stop and try to think if it's like worth it or not. And, um, that's something I'm trying to work on. I wish I started more ideas than I killed. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Definitely. Like even when I'm drawing something that I hate, I, I finish it. Because either I'll learn something about why I oh. hated it or what did I did that I fucked up, or I'll push through um, and end up making it better in, in a way I wasn't expecting. I've never um, heard anybody I, say that. I've never heard anybody say I'll finish something I hate. That's amazing. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Well, it's well, thanks, but it is part of a. I don't want to call it like a discipline, but like um, you know, we're also full of self doubt as creators. You know, whether we're we're drawing something or you're standing up and you're writing, and there's always like. For instance, my best friends in comics are some of the best writers in comics. Oh, yeah. And I'm a good writer, but I'm not them, you know, but I don't let yeah, that don't stop me short. from doing stuff. Exactly. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, that's, everyone, everyone's going to talk about themselves. Like, don't, don't sell yourself short. There's a reason why you you keep going and there's a reason why you keep getting the level of work and opportunities you get. It's because you're good, you know? Like, don't sell yourself short, brother. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just saying that's a natural part of, of you know, what we do. And, and, and I think that'll stop us from completing those ideas, but, uh, you know, you can learn a lot from your own failures, things that don't work, you know? Um, and the idea of like going through and finishing something all the way, even if it sucks, maybe it's just me too. Cause there's, there's, there's a certain amount of, I'm not a perfectionist at all. I consider myself an unperfectionist because I think perfection is the death of art. Yeah, man. But, I dig that. Uh, yeah. You, you've got to just explore it and, and push all the way through. I wish I could show you, I was working on something yesterday or the day before and it was it seriously ruined my day but i finished it um, <laughs> you know i finished it i saved it i put it away i'll look at it another date and figure out what what was not clicking what did i do wrong what wasn't happening there um and then there's part of me that wants to push through and finish those things anyway because i i don't and you guys probably disagree but i don't believe there is any such thing as a bad idea as long as you execute it well you know, some of the dumbest things in the world, like, like right. the, no, you know, the Rocketeer. The Rocketeer is a dumb idea. You know, yeah. it's a guy finds a jetpack. This guy, he finds a rocket and then he throws it on his back and now he's a superhero. But, but it's done amazing. And Yeah, right. and it turned out to be a pretty cool movie. I like that Joe Johnson movie. Hell yeah. But there's, and there's great well. ideas that aren't executed well, and that's always... That's always my that's argument with, like, remakes. I'm like, that's what Hollywood should be remaking. All the stuff that was, like... A really fucking cool idea, but the execution was was terrible. Thank you. There's a lot exactly. of close calls out there. There's a lot I, of movies where, after the fact, I'm like, ah, oh, that that could have been really good, you know. Yeah. But, 
uh yeah i it go it absolutely my, some of my favorite stuff i'm so hard on myself with like really i like i always want to have like a very original idea and then i go through like some of my favorite movies whether it's like the blues brothers or big lebowski or something and i'm like if i start to really break it down it's it's the the plot is not super complicated you know what i mean yeah. like a guy's trying to get like his rug replaced, yeah. you know, like the the Blues Brothers are just trying to get money for an orphanage. It's yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's 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 doesn't really it's be. about the scenes and the dialogue and and the execute the whole style of the thing is what I fell in love with. Um, and I that's a thing I have to keep reminding myself constantly. Yeah, and I, I hate those complicated stories. To be honest, uh, like I I enjoy a James Bond movie, but I can't really tell what's going on, and there could be giant plot holes, and I wouldn't know because. It's so overly complicated and stuff, you know, like yeah. I like a really straightforward story because then you can really concentrate on characters. You can concentrate on moments like the, the John Wick films. Are, they're not, you know, brain teasers at all. Maybe they're even too simple, but they're that's one of the reasons why they're great. Like there's no Mishigash in a way. There's no bullshit of like, yeah. you know, the overly complicated plots and storytelling. Um, I don't know who actually enjoys them. Have you ever heard somebody say, oh, my God, that movie was so good. I barely understood what was going on. It took me so long. You know, I'm not talking about, like, conceptual stuff like The Matrix or, yeah. like, Inception. But, yeah. like, I was just going to say ever... Inception. That's yeah. probably what I've heard somebody say. I had a, a, a friend of mine made a film and, uh, you know, independent feature. And I remember, like, at the screening, he got up and – in his introduction, he was like, this is the kind of movie you're going to need to see more than once. And I right away was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, First no. of all, we're your friends. We're here for a favor. Yeah. Don't tell me this is going to be hard, too. <laughs> it just right away, I was like, this is, this is not going to be good. And yeah, it was like beautifully shot, but I left not knowing. I didn't know what I just watched. And uh, yeah, it's... sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's great, but you it, know, it can be. But this rare. was, this you was know, usually you watch something and. I think his intention was to make it overly complicated to make it kind of cool and seem really smart. I think he went out mm. of his way to make it confusing in a way that wasn't that much fun to watch. That's, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretentious. At least if you're gonna be, yeah. If you're going to be confusing, at least be entertaining. So like, you know, you watch like, uh, what was Terry Gilliam's film about? Um, what's the name? The Gonzo Raider. Oh, uh, it, uh, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, there Dr. you go, right? Hunter Sunset, yeah. Nobody really understood that, but you had a great time watching it. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> such a good movie. Yeah, what was it about? I don't know. He's covering a motorcycle race, I think. Like, oh, I, don't yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. Well, so my wife just saw that new, um, I caught the end of it, that new charlie kaufman movie she's like i don't know what the fuck i just watched i was like what, what is it I, oh, I, I forgot the name of it. it has that guy uh jesse plebins in it um mm. from fargo and uh the later parts of um uh breaking bad the guy they were calling meth damon for a oh. long time oh yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. why did you yeah. just say meth? <laughs> i should have just said meth damon. i was trying to be nice to poor jesse plebins <laughs> tiptoeing around meth damon <laughs> I like that like guy, tiptoes though. through the tulips over here. I, like I couldn't Beth help Damon. it. <laughs> Who doesn't like? I'm Beth sure he's Damon? down with that. I'm sure he's okay with that. You that, know, I mean, that's what made him. Right? That meme fucking made him. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw the trailer for it though, because I just saw something. Yeah, he's he, and it was kind of hard to recognize him in at first, but I want to see that yeah. Kaufman's films. But um, I, oh, I had the craziest. I 
Kaufman's story was um, we went to go see Adaptation. Yes, yeah. Um, Great movie. And I went with – now, if you remember the movie, it's about a struggling writer who's super neurotic. Mm-hmm. And he's he's got to do an adaptation of this book. And he's flipping out because he doesn't know what he's doing. So he goes to a Robert McKee seminar. For those people listening don't know Robert McKee, that he's this famous writer who writes about the craft of writing. And he's kind of like the coach slash school of writers. Yeah. You know? Stor- so, so story is his he, big his <laughs> yeah, big story book. is his main his main book. Yeah. Um, so that the writer goes to see the Robert McKee seminar and he has a talk with McKee and stuff. So um, I saw this with my friend Brian Glass. We were both taking a Robert McKee course. In New York. <laughs> we didn't know when we went to go see adaptation that they were, we were going to have this thing happen. And my friend Brian, well, we're both fairly neurotic, you know, um, but it was really weird. It was just really weird Kaufman experience. <laughs> Cause I know even like the story was like about him with a different book. And then like the movie of his life becomes the thing. And like, yeah. it was fucking nuts and stuff. And yeah. You know, so there we were that night watching adaptation after watching Robert McKee yell at people, like some <laughs> some girl fell fell asleep in the front row, and he practically kicked, he almost kicked her out. Holy like shit! A, like a college course or something, you know. Um, and then yeah, we go see him, and it was nuts. That was crazy. Holy shit! Yeah, I remember Thorley's earlier, and that reminded yeah. me of uh, as cool ass bar, right? And then they had this this fun challenge where you had the two pitcher mugs. You yeah, to drink two mugs at the same time, where the one yeah. you pour into the other. Yeah, you make like a beer waterfall. Hard. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a picture somewhere of us doing that. I, I, there's I a lot yeah. of pictures from that night. Yeah, <laughs> if you can find any, send them over because all of my my digital photos from from that time period, I just have the thumbnails. Like I did something wrong when I was oh. transferring from one hard drive to another. So huge chunks of my life are just these little one inch by one inch 72 DPI. Oh, wow. Um, I have them. There's a lot of, wow. it gets in, at the end, there's a lot of tongue touching. I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> it was a lot of like. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I was, I was, I was out there feeling the world at the time. We were, yeah. Those yeah. Irish guys at McSorley's did not like us. <laughs> at the end oh, of the night. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. they, they like, looks the whole, the yeah. whole time. Yeah, they're like, but we were fun drunk. Yeah. We were, like fighting oh. and being nasty to people. We were just obnoxious. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was but that's I think was the problem. I think we were change of pace. <laughs> yeah, they're like nobody's going to get their. Ass. I can't kick anybody's ass for having fun. That's why yeah. was funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, one God. of the few, I mean, you know, maybe I felt differently at the time, but right now I'm like, I think The Hangover was worth that one. That was a good night. Oh, yeah. But also yeah, when I was, I was younger, night. though, The Hangovers, were they, they would last till lunch, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you hit 40 and they'd start creeping up till four o'clock and then, you know. <laughs> yeah. You, you have a night of drinking. You need two days of uh, body work after. You yeah. need like two days of repair. It's bad yeah. business. Like you were saying, like it's it makes sense to when you hit that point where like you gotta stop, you gotta stop. You know what I mean? Don't fool yourself. Yeah. Well, it was also that whole slippery slope thing. So like uh when we moved out to uh, Seattle, I was working at a video game company, um, Valve. We were doing Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. I know Valve Fortress yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, Left um, for Dead, right? You did some work. Yeah. For that. Yeah. So like we were socially drinking, there was drinking at the job. Then you're working so hard, you go out and you work hard, party hard and stuff, you know, and I was still not that much. I was actually a heavier drinker at that point than I was hanging out with you guys. 
Um, so it just, after a while, it just became way too much, you know? Yeah, man. Um, you, get, you get your ticket punched at some time. Like, at some point, it catches up to you, and you're like, all right. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I miss it, though. I do miss... And it's not just because of the pandemic stuff, but like I miss the social. Taki and I talk about this all the time. It's just that social atmosphere going to a bar and stuff. You know, it was just oh, a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, and I tell myself too. I could still go, but I just there's so much I don't do now. I've gotten so fucking boring um, in my my older years. You know, yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. self inflicted boring too. Like it's not because I got a kid and I got a responsibilities and shit. Like it's just it's just Taki and I now, and you know, um, and, well I can't say it's that boring. It's just we really do enjoy what we do, which is we, we work all day. Um, but we're, that's amazing. Like for us though, you know, it's, it's what, you know, I love make, we love making comics all day and all night. And honestly, we just, we work seven days a week. We rest when we feel like we need it. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's so, the, yeah, I, I imagine the setup's got to be great with both of you doing that. Are you like, how, how much of your home are you able to kind of dedicate to that, to that workspace then? Cause. Oh, like, so we've got a big studio up here. It's, it's a mess. So uh, we put, yeah, you don't, little... but yeah, <laughs> yeah I, but that's yeah. because, cause I would imagine, you know, for me, it's kind of like I have, I, I'm lucky. I have a decent space like in the basement, but yeah, like I have my corner of the basement. It's not this, it's not like my wife yeah. doesn't do what I do, you know? So she doesn't want all like podcast gear and, and shit all over the place. <laughs> but, uh, um, that's, that's gotta, there's gotta be like a lot of convenience to that too. And like the whole, like I, I'm learning how to work from home. So I'm, I'm almost curious to talk to you because you've been like, that's not unusual for you with this situation. Yeah. We were joking when this, the, the, the whole pandemic thing started. I was like, I can't wait till it's over so I can get out two or three times a month again. Um, right. <laughs> and like, literally that's all we did was like two or three times a month. We go hang out with some friends. Um, but after after months of this, like you, you don't realize how much you need that little bit of time that you do get out, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we 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 make a place for ourselves. So we have a studio space, our downstairs, which is upstairs, um, and downstairs uh, where we kind of hang out and stuff. There's dinner and lunch and all that kind of stuff happens. We have our TV. And we we generally keep the comic book stuff up here, you know, um, and then downstairs looks like adults sit there right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you got people coming over it's like that's how it is you know kind of here you know? yeah like yeah. i have all my stuff in the office oh the rest of my house does look crazy too your but house not is as cr crazy as in here you know that's true mm. uh, but yeah i do like right where this uh computer situated is where i draw and behind me is another tape another desk where i have my other macbook where it's only where i do my digital art so like I'll draw and paint right here, and then right behind me is where I transfer to digital. And I still I'm like the same way. Are you? Yeah, I'm like. No, no, no. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's like a weird so... delay where I see I, I'm yeah, saying something sorry. and I'm cutting <laughs> you, and I'm sorry. I apologize. No, it's all good, man. So this so I'm gonna talk to you now is my computer desk. So I do a lot of digital stuff here. I have one of these uh, Cintiqs. Um, yeah, but me I also too. have a a Wacom uh two twelve WX or something like that. Yeah, I think that's what my wife's got. I've got an older one that's that's really large. Um, but what's weird is I found that I got a Mac uh, and and um, I iPad Pro. Thank you. <laughs> I got an iPad Pro that works ten times better. The only difference is you don't have the same real estate. But yeah. um, the the reaction time with the the brush to the ink and all that stuff it just it it runs much smoother. Mm -hmm. But I do end up having all these different workstations. So I've got like this computer desk where I do like 
some digital, some writing over there. I've got my art desk where I'm doing analog. I'll, I'll go back and forth like you. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of times I just take the, the iPad downstairs to the, um, to the couch. So I'm just working while watching TV and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Do you, are you, uh, yeah, it's just that constant. Are you inking digitally or do you still, cause I, I have a hard time. Um, I, I just need pen and paper. I, I just need, mm. I need, I need to feel, I need to touch my tip. You know what I, mean? yeah. like, I, I need to feel, I need it tangible. And then I'll scan my inks in and touch them up. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, how are you doing? Are you, are you doing it all on, on the, uh, all on the tablet? I, I just like you, like, but, but oh, I'm, I right. kind of mix it up in all sorts. It depends on the project. Um, and I let the project sort of dictate where the art's going to be done. Um, and, and that's just a, it's hard to put my finger on. Um, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Yeah. Maybe it's kind of like when you, when you perform at, at stand up, different venues have like a different vibe. That might be the way that the stage is set up. That might be where the audience is. That might be the fact that there is no professional lighting there or there isn't a different one. So you just have like a different vibe. Yeah. Projects kind of do that too. Some of them want the paper. They want, they want the thicker lines that come with the brushes and stuff. And then some yeah. of them want to be more refined. In that case, I'll typically do things digitally because the lines are just thinner and tighter. Um, but it, I'll do all kinds of stuff. So some books I've done completely digitally, like Dick Tracy. I wrote in, and drew some Dick Tracy, and that's all digital except for the covers. So I can yeah. sell them. Yeah, dude, that um, they, other that looks amazing. By the way, your that Dick, your style is fucking made for Dick <laughs> Tracy, man. It's, it's <laughs> when we saw you were doing that, we were like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that's a that's the only time my father yeah. ever talked to me about comic books because he's just not that guy. He's like a super sports guy and stuff like that. He's Turns a out, guy. the only comic book <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like a huge Dick Tracy like kid oh, when wow, he was younger crazy. like big time and i was like oh i was like i know the guy who's drawing that now and my dad like got excited for it which is <laughs> really, proud like, of you, son. yeah it was like really cool <laughs> no it was really I cool was, but my dad my dad was was honestly like oh he's like i i would check that out and that kind of was like He's just never said that with anything related to comics, but he was like a big Dick Tracy guy. Um, but yeah, when we saw that, I remember like, I forget who texted who between us, but it was just that thing where we're like, yeah, like, of course. Like, it was yeah. just so, <laughs> oh, it man. makes so much sense for you and your style. Like, that was, uh, it was exciting to see that. It, it, it was it kind looked of a great. bucket list I didn't realize was a bucket list thing. Because like, yeah, you know, I, go, like, I want to draw Dick Tracy. It's just not going to happen. You know, it's, it's a newspaper strip and all this stuff. And, um, so it was crazy that it did come together. And then, uh, yeah, there is something about the way that was created that that we were on the same path and I didn't even realize I was in a, in a similar tone as all that stuff. So it did come like pretty naturally and um, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, it was weird. That one was drawn completely digitally. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Except for the covers, like I said, because I wanted to sell them. But there are times where I'll do stuff partially on the paper, like mostly, and then I'll finish up either backgrounds um, on uh, digitally or um, or just touch it up. Um, and then it's confusing to know which is faster sometimes um, because digital is faster. You're not changing to move, to, you're not changing up your brushes or anything like that. Um, you've yeah. got all your tools are right there. You, you can literally just keep drawing and not stop. And it's super portable. So like I'm done the night working, I can barely do anything else. But 
Well, I'm and you fuck, TV, you you know, fuck can... something up too. It's you fuck, when you fuck something up, you fuck a lineup. It's just you you go backwards. It's gone. You don't even. Have oh to yeah, yeah. That. No, that's the best. that's the beauty like, of it. Yeah. I live restlessly now. I just I just throw down lines and I'm like, I'll just get rid of it. I don't like it. Um, I'll I'll paint and fuck something up, and in my head I go to hit, go back, and I'm like, oh, this is this is real life. This is <laughs> yeah. this is Photoshop. Like, oh, fuck, man. I think we've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom in. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Oh man, and, but I, I like how how does Taki do it? Does she does she do her inking and stuff like that? I know the coloring she definitely does. She said it's a secret. No. <laughs> <laughs> she does it by the river. In a van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> yeah, she just soaks her her paper gently in the river and then and it like comes a, out. A picture starts to form. Yeah. She's like right down the, the street from me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the other side of the studio. She, yeah. She works all, all digitally, uh, just completely digitally now. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, man. We work I... together on the same projects and stuff, which it, it, it's, it's great that uh, it's funny. We never argue about art or writing stuff. You know, um, we're always working either with each other or helping each other out with our, our projects. That's amazing. Um, That's perfect. And it's funny. I'll say, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll argue about like laundry or the lights being on or something like that. But yeah, never normal hard stuff. stuff. Never about like, you know, the writing and, and like we just Beautiful. strip all the ego out of it and we help each other. Like I get lost in the colors all the time. She has a much better color theory than I do. Um, yeah, our colors. So, are like, yeah, we'll bounce stuff back and forth. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, that's yeah. that's that's a and beautiful thing. We were talking earlier about not knowing rules. Like, she started coloring, not knowing she wasn't a professional colorist or intended to be. Um, we just needed to color something ourselves, and she just stepped up to the plate. And there was this interesting thing where there were things that she didn't know about coloring, so she, combo coloring. So she ended up creating her own style. Yeah, because she didn't have all the rules kind of in the it's, way. You it's know? very cool. I was so I was I was reading After Realm today. And um, so man, good. when like some of the stuff when like Loki really like kicks in, the the colors that suddenly like pop onto the page, in those moments are like very very cool. It's very very like, um, and it's interesting. Even even uh even the word balloons and stuff, the use of color and stuff within that, and everything. There's some really interesting things happening that yeah, uh, really great, man. I really I really enjoyed it a lot. It was thanks, man. And it was nice. I don't I. I don't get a chance to sit down and read as often as I should. And today was one of those days where I told my wife, I was like, I need you to just get the kids out of here for a little bit because I'm doing this podcast later and everything. And it was like really, really enjoyable to sit down. I, I read the the first one that you sent over and I'm like in the middle of, of the second. And, uh, nice. and I want to talk, when, did, when did you start writing that story? A really long time ago. Um, so actually what you're reading right now, the first two issues yeah. were, was a prequel story that I was going to do for um, a, um, a website, a comic book website that was very similar to um, uh, uh, Webtoons, where it's like an infinite okay. scroll. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. issue three, which just came out now, was originally issue one. Um, and then there's this opportunity that came up where the, the page rates are really good and um, I needed to come up with a new project. I was like, I was getting ready to do After Realm. And I was like, oh, well, I'll use this webcomic thing to advertise for what's going to be the, the ongoing series by doing this prequel story. Um, so I did it, and then the deal kind of fell apart. So then I took all those pages 
those infinite scroll pages and then rework them into ah. regular comic book format. Wow. Smart. Uh, so those, so the issue three, which is out now, was, was probably drawn in about 2015. Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I've been living with this for a while. Typically the way I work is if, if there's a, an idea that I have or something that I want to do, I'll just start to develop it. Um, and then I'll even start working on it and, and putting together a good amount of it before I actually start to release it. That way I'm not behind schedule and I can be ahead of stuff. The only problem there is you run into uh, like an issue with this was when I started it, there wasn't a glut of fantasy comics um, on yeah. the shelf, yeah. specifically from Marvel, uh, from, from Image. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say glut, glut's the wrong word, because there's a lot. So by the time I came out with mine, there was already four or five really successful. But what else um, was it? Like Birthright? That's what What else was there? Birthright, there's a dragon. Something, I, I, something dragon. I'm forgetting the, the, the name off of hand. There's like three or four at yeah? least. And there, there were a bunch right. of like one shots and stuff that came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So like, that's the only downside to working way ahead a time of something. Is, yeah, you can't you predict kind of where the trend. Way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is that yeah. magic but, one? But I'm gonna, I'll send you guys. Yeah, I'll send you guys issue three. Like when we get off, because that's where things really start to pick up. No, uh, like, I, go, well, so I, I want to buy sure it. To use a lot of the. I, I really the, <laughs> I, the I reason it, yeah. the reason why I asked the question is because as I'm reading it, I'm like, I know it's not the case, but like, the it feels oddly almost like it was written during the pandemic, yeah, in a weird way a, with this character who's like separated from her friend. Uh, because of this like apocalyptic situation where she's like just trapped at home off from, yeah. and safe, but really just wants yeah. like wishes she could go other place. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, this is it was like hitting me in a in a very interesting and like personal way. And I was like, this is a very fun thing to read right now. Like I know it's not the intention, but it's it starts off in a very relatable place, even though it's this fantasy world. Um, well, it kind of, yeah. for me, was kind of mirroring what was happening in a, in a very strange way. Yeah, it, it is really, really, uh, like way ahead of its fucking time. We were like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we were like, holy fuck. I, I think that's just a strength of certain universal themes. So like the universal theme with, with, with her was like, when you're a kid, you always want to escape where you are. No matter how good it is, you always want this other place that you want to go to. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of started with, with that idea. So it's it's universal. And, and I think even if the pandemic wasn't going on, maybe people would look at that and pick up this idea of like how we're all isolated because of technology. You know, we're all like on our phones and stuff. We're not relating with each other. and We're losing our friends. And you're trapped in our own bubbles, yeah. whether it's a political bubble or whether it's a social bubble or whatever. Um, yeah. But I think that's the strength of that stuff. And I, I did try to make her as relatable as possible. So you know, I'm setting in a, in a fantasy world, in a fantasy world that will get turned upside down by issue three or four. So, like, we're going to start seeing some very non-traditional fantasy stuff going on. Oh, I um, already like, I already like the stuff you did throw. I don't want, I, I don't want to say any spoilers. Same, same for me. But uh, that first yeah, but one, I, I, I like, I it, like it, it. I've read both of them. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, but by the end, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this isn't quite the, this isn't really what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole, time. I'm like, oh, cool. Like yeah. it's this. You know, you get a sense. You think you have a sense of what it is, and then you realize it's just the beginning of like a much larger and That's and seemingly like crazier world. And I and yeah. I love the way you wrote, um, 
I really love the way you wrote it, and I because I like I said I was talking to Chris about it earlier. I said it kind of has what I love about the original Star Wars trilogy, where you have these larger characters, you have the Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, and Darth Vader and stuff, and they speak in a certain way. But when you get to like the main characters. They sound like friends hanging out and talking, and they're they're using the language we would use and stuff. And it's like it's, I I love yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that there's like this, th- there's this large fantasy world, and you have those kind of um, larger than life characters, but then you have these main characters who are in the way that they speak are like super relatable. I I I I, I just enjoy that a, a lot. Thanks. I I can I, I I'm really glad to hear that because a lot of times I'm sure this happens with your stand up or your other writings like things that people like aren't the things that you were focusing on or trying to do sometimes it's like oh that feels great right but this is the one thing i did do on purpose like if when you read you'll notice she's the only character that uses contractions so everybody else is speaking in in sort of a traditional fantasy language there's a few these and thous every now and then very sparse for them but it happens sure yeah uh but i made sure that like she'll use contractions because i wanted her to be she's an outsider i figured it would work because if she's an outsider in her world where she doesn't quite fit in that slightly different way of speaking will help emphasize that. And it will subconsciously make you uh, more connected to the character because she's just contractions where the others aren't. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see later by the end of issue two, you'll, you'll realize why she's not really fitting in with everything and stuff. And, um, thanks guys. I'm, just, I'm having a lot of fun and it's one of those projects that I'm totally doing for myself. My aunt makes yeah. an appearance in, in the third issue who passed away. <laughs> oh, and, she, and she's just herself. Beautiful. She's got a coffee mug and all this shit. So I'm like, I'm really. Oh, no, really I read that. That's in, the, that's in the second issue. She okay, pops up in the issue, second right. issue. Yeah, I just read that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that yeah, was great. So like, that was brilliant. I like that. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So it's a highly personalized book where I'm, I'm basically pulling up all of my childhood influences, like, like, like prepubescent influences. So yeah. stuff like. Thundar the Barbarian, fucking songs I heard on the radio, uh, video games that I could oh, never yeah. afford to play. Oh, you got the, uh, <laughs> you got the America song in there. Uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on a horse with no name, that whole, that whole. Yeah, you could tell, well, even I- like that title page is very, speaking of video games, it looks very much like a, like a like a Zelda map, dude. Even you know the, I mean? like, even like the a map top screen of Zelda, even it the map great. that's like, being kind of like drawn in the story, it's like on that graph paper. Like I remember as a kid trying to oh, map yeah. out Zelda lairs myself, yeah, and it yeah. felt it feels oh, yeah, like that. that in D and D. Oh, dude, the um, the runes that look just like a like a four sided die, a twelve sided, a ten sided, a twenty. That was a cool move. I like that. Oh, and thanks. You, that, yeah. Again, that was that's just cool. I just grabbed stuff from my childhood, like even. That what's interesting is when I was a kid and we played D&D, when I look back on those memories, I actually remember more looking at the dice and like those little lead figures and the maps and stuff and like the monster manuals. Those would all engage my imagination in a way that the game itself didn't. It was almost like the game was more to facilitate having (laughs) 20-sided dice and (laughs) having the maps where you could just draw like oh, I want to go this way and this one. What's in this room and what's in that room? Like, it just engaged your imagination in a way Yeah. that I think a lot of people think, when they think about D&D, they're thinking about the gameplay and the rules and stuff. But I think about the escapism that it, that it gave me as a kid and, and hopefully trying to bring that to, to the comic. As oh, well. yeah, it comes across. It definitely comes Absolutely, across. Yeah. Like I was saying, like, I didn't know that was personally your aunt in the book, but I did get a connection that it was somehow somebody personal to you. 
without knowing that when I read it, like I, I meet, and then you said your hand, I was like, no, that actually happened in this issue that I read. Cause like, it just came across that it was somebody you had an affinity for. It, it really, you, you tell you, you poured yourself in the book. You really could tell. I, I like, especially people, if they, if they followed your career, they, you know what I mean? You've written Thor, like, you know what I mean? You fucking, it, the, whole, the whole Ragnarok thing, you know what I mean? Like, like you, you pour, you know, Mice Templar, like the whole, everything, it kind of like pours into that. You could tell. Dude, and so, dude, I got to say, after we started hanging out, when I, when I met you, I, uh, you know, it was through a mutual friend, Jen Grimwald, and uh, editor at Marvel Comics, and like, she introduced me to you, but I'm like, I'm terrible with names. So she told me your name and that you're a comic book artist and writer and stuff. And I was like, cool. And then like, you know, we hung out a bunch of times. And then like, it was only later that I'm going through like my comic books and realizing I have like blunt man and chronic stuff. <laughs> I've got, I've got, um, nerd rage on CD, like that oh you did, Brian Posehn that you did the art for. And, so, and suddenly I'm like, oh my God, like I own, yeah. <laughs> like I have this guy's stuff in my house already. <laughs> and, uh, I, 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 I really, um, after we were hanging out, I got into Powers big time um, because I, I fell in love with Bendis when he started Ultimate Spider-Man. I started that from, like, issue one. Used to pick it up. Nice. Talking about Jen when she worked in the comic store and she used to make fun of me for buying Spider-Man. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. She was, yeah, like, like comics only. She was crap. just trying to... Yeah, like, she just, right. she wanted me to buy Joe Matt stuff only and, and I was a loser for buying Spider-Man comics. Um <laughs> But <laughs> but yeah, man, it was uh, it was now then to like to read powers where I'm like, oh, this guy who like wrote the Spider-Man run that I love. And then this guy that I met whose art style I love. And then eventually my one of my best friends since like high school is like working on it as an editor. It was like kind of this beautiful combination of of things for me. And uh, man, what a what a great series. That's that's taking up a chunk of space on a shelf over here. Oh. But uh yeah, pa Powers is very, nice, very man. cool, man. People, if they haven't checked that out, they they absolutely should. I love it. And that's that whole kind nice, of noir man. style where when I found out about Dick Tracy, I was like, yeah, well, like, well of course, you know, it, it made me think of that. You kind of got all this detective, um, just like all the shadows and stuff like that and everything. I was like, Square absolutely. Square-jawed detective. Like, it makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love your work on that. Oh, thanks so much, man. That's why I make friends, so I can... Sell more books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write a book, How to Make Friends and Sell More Books. <laughs> I'm the, like the opposite way. of John Byrne. Like, instead of burning everybody I meet to, like, you know, destroy a, a, a career, I try to build it yeah, by right. making friends. <laughs> That's it. All right. Oh, you're hooked on a series? Cool. I'm going to move to the West Coast. Nice. 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 <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, it's crazy. Get some guys over there. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but we did our the twentieth year anniversary of of Powers. We I, did this big graphic novel. I did see that. May or may not be the end of Powers. So I hope it's uh, not the end of crazy. Powers. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it felt good to do something that was like uh, like a bookend. You know, we could expand that bookend if we want to, but it felt good to get to a place where um, you know, if we don't return to it, we we've paid respect to something that's uh, changed our lives and facilitated everything that we have, or at least I do any that, that I have is from powers. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brian has some other stuff. Um, but um, it was a weird thing. It was a really weird thing. It was the only time I shed a tear ever drawing comic was, was really? doing that. Oh really? my goodness. Yeah, it carried wow. a lot of weight, you know I mean? Wow. Oh, so much of my life had changed. And, and I mean, my, 
you know, my son was born just before powers. Yeah. And like, by the time I finished it, you know, he's, he's 24 now. So he was like 23 at the time. Wow. Um, yeah. So, wow. I didn't so even much put it in that was, was there with it. Yeah. You know? That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's something to be proud of. It's, it's super cool. I, I, Thank I, you. I, 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 I loved it. I really, really did. So, you know, thanks for that. Thank you. It, it was, I mean, it, it was one of those dreams come true. Like when I was first starting out in comics, I always assumed I would be like on X-Men or Spider-Man or something like that. And, you know, I, I did get to play around with those characters and I still do every now and then. Um, but most of the comics I was creating back then was still just my own stuff um, and kind of non-superhero stuff. And I didn't even realize it. I didn't realize that what was really influencing me was stuff like uh, Steve Rude's Nexus with Mike Barron. Um, there was a lot of other independent books in the, in the eighties and nineties. Um, and then, even like the early Dark Horse stuff where, where Mignola's uh, Hellboy and the whole legendary yeah. line was yeah. coming to, or the legend line. And um, yeah. at some point I knew I wanted to make my own comics. I never would have dreamt that I would be able to hit one of those things that could last 20 years and to make a living off of, you know, so everything else, I'm just completely grateful for it. Everything I have is because of it. Um, and it's crazy. It's, it's just weird to like, kind of say goodbye to it you know uh but not you know it's just it's very strange yeah i'm sure yeah hey uh listen one of our one of our listeners uh and members of our our patreon group little chub club vicky james she uh she asked she she uh we asked if, if there was any questions they want to ask and she wanted to ask you uh i think this kind of leads into it talking about power yeah yeah also talking about like 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 seeing something that you made and or or contributed on or in any way like becoming like a film and stuff like that like bulletproof monk like what does that feel like like what goes what goes through your head at that moment like what is that like seeing it you know what i mean like it's weird man right? <laughs> it's weird um with powers you know we we we, we had a, a really good perspective on things because if we had a first deal on powers with Sony in like 2001 or something like that, and it took so long to, we had, we had all these different incarnations of it. There was like Frank Oz was going to direct at one point. Wow. Uh, it was going to be a film at several different points. We had read a whole bunch of different screenplays. Um, there was the, the FX pilot, um, which looked really good with uh, Jason Patrick and um, uh, it, it didn't quite work out. But all of this was like a warm up so that by the time it did happen, we we weren't overwhelmed by all those sort of like those crazy emotions like, oh, my God, I can't handle it. My character is alive. And, you know, yeah. um, and, and with the show, we really wanted it to have its own life. We didn't want to smother it with, you know, where the creators and it has to look and feel exactly like the comic. Um, so we gave it its own breathing space and um, it started to evolve. And I think it's unfortunate we didn't get a third season because it would have been so good it's like the first season we're finding our feet second season we figured out like they were missing the sort of walker and dina character relationship and they built on that really well in the second season and uh started pulling plot lines from the comic so we were really getting there with the third season and unfortunately we didn't get one it was, it was largely just we're on an experimental platform you know uh, you know you, you had to have the playstation yeah. console to to watch the show and if you bought yeah. it for the show then it became like a whole thing. Um, yeah, and that was like a new thing starting out. So it's always yeah, like, it was beginning all the streaming. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 now, 
when there's deals like you know we're talking about deals and possibilities like i've been through such an, an up and down thing with with possibilities that like i just take each moment as it comes and, and you just celebrate each little victories oh great we got to talk to the producer today they're really interested that's awesome and then i assume nothing else is going to happen after that yeah you don't build yourself <laughs> yeah I, I i think that yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah you don't get you don't get your hopes up but if it happens you're very like happy very grateful but yeah 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 i get you yeah i get you that's cool man that's uh I don't know. It's just neat. That's cool. I like that. I, 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 I you get to see something. Yeah. What's really, what become, was really awesome. Become was, another form of entertainment. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was cool watching the characters, like the people who really became the characters. Um, uh, Susan Hayward as Dina. Uh, like, even though we, we cast somebody physically different, she so embodied who Dina was. What did I, I still hear her voice? I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, I, so I was talking to Chris earlier today, just prepping, and I was, and what did I say to you earlier? I was yeah, like, you said exactly I was like, that. the like, casting of great. Dina was was great. Like, just captured her like energy, and because that's just such a great character to begin with. But um, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, the casting on that was fantastic. I, we really and, were talking that, about that earlier. Yeah, and that was one of the best parts. I mean, the, all right. So the best part is. We were paid for it. That was great. <laughs> That's the, always great. The next really best part was was, <laughs> yeah. was the, the people. Honestly, like we have a lot of long-term relationships and friendships now from the yeah. show. Some of the directors we still talk with and we're, we're in touch with. Some of the producers we're still friends with. We don't even talk business. We're just friends. Um, yeah, one yeah. of the cast members came up like just to escape LA and stayed with us for a couple of days. You oh, know? Cool. Um, yeah, so we nice. just made real friends with people and stuff and, it's really cool. I mean, that was one of the most rewarding things because the show is temporary, but you get to know people and, and, and that becomes more important, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. Of course. That's cool, man. Um, we we should probably wrap this up. This has been an hour. This okay. has been and this has been great. <laughs> um, I I would listen. Next time you're out this way, if you can find the time, I would I would love to meet up and 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 hang out again, man. Because yeah, uh, you too. Talking. My boy's all grown up. He'd love to make a trip up north, go go to North Jersey or to uh, where you guys in, are. You both in Staten Island or I'm in Jersey. Uh, I'm in Jersey now. Yeah. Okay. What part? Liar. Anyway, <laughs> no, I don't really? think that exists. I'm not lying. I'll edit it out, but I'm not lying. <laughs> it's not a joke. I remember watching a show and, and somebody's from Jersey. She's like, you know him? I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 What exit? Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I still am not a Jersey guy. Like, I'm, I, if I, if I leave my neighborhood, I'm lost immediately. It's all very new. I don't, exits and stuff. I don't, I don't speak that language. I'm not, uh, it's that, weird because we, we moved here, but I was still commuting to Manhattan by train. And then, like, uh, the pandemic happened. So I'm like, I'm new to New Jersey, but I'm like in this in this universe. So it's I don't yeah. get to explore very much. Yeah, it's 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 weird, but uh, but it's good. I'm glad we like we moved into a house where they were like the kids have their own bedrooms and there's a yard because that wasn't the situation awesome. like right before this all went down. Uh, so yeah, very, I'm like guys, very man. thankful for that. I feel for anybody with kids in their house and they don't have enough space, you know, yeah. that's, that's a rough yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, friends of mine with kids in like apartments in Brooklyn and stuff. It's like, yeah. it's, that's tight. Yeah. You know, it's different. It's just, it's very cool, different cool. now. Yeah. So well, I'm, let's I'm, do this again sometime. Maybe next time we'll, we'll draw, we'll draw at the same time we can talk and, and bullshit. Oh dude, that's amazing. That'd be great. Yeah. Nobody wants to see my face. I mean, we just draw. 
<laughs> trying to, I don't yeah, know if my face is better than my drawing. We'll have to we'll, we'll have to figure that out. How about let's draw John's face? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he doesn't look any different. He doesn't really look any different from back then. My hair's gray. I think that's about it. Dude, you yeah, look, you the, look, you look the same. Yeah, yeah it's, it's up, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. We go back to Miss Sorley's to see how that holds up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. I mean, I loved that was every year for my birthday for a long time. And like now I like I want to do that again. But also, if I really think about it, I have so much yeah, anxiety. I mean, <laughs> you want to think yeah, about- sometimes you can't go back home. You know, like, <laughs> no. and I, no, no, we'll, we'll try to do a comic book convention and be a little feeling again. And we're like, oh, no. <laughs> the memories are so much better than the. Yeah. The yeah, it's like it's like trying to wrestle your friend now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you want to wrestle somebody right now? Like, but you used to wrestle with your friends all the time. But like right now, like you really want someone puts hands on you. <laughs> I have to be careful how I stand up, let alone wrestling anybody. Yeah, you know? yeah, we can't yeah. do anything like that. The next thing for us is like a is like a city slickers style vacation. That's we're at that age. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, listeners, again, some fun. Definitely, definitely. Dude, anything so- you want to, anything you want to plug to listeners? Anything uh, you want to talk about? Anything coming up? Uh, check out the After Realm and uh, the right. Powers Trade. You can read that Powers Trade, that that new one that is called the Best Ever, which refers to the characters, not us. But um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you, you can read that even if you haven't read the other comics and stuff. It's it's Brian cool. worked it to be something that you can watch on or read on its own. Well, cool. I, I, I personally, I highly recommend both. After Realm is new to me, and I'm loving it, and Powers yeah, was, was incredible. And uh, people should just check you out. You've done so much. It's, it's, there's, oh, nice, there's a lot. It's, and it's very impressive. And, uh, and it, this was a pleasure, man. Thank you. This was great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it easy. Take it easy. Taki, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> I should get here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys. All right, thank All right, brother, you. Thanks. Good night, Good man. To see later. You. Bye-bye. Good seeing you guys. <laughs> All right. We're not laughing at Mike. We like Mike. This is days later. We're in the backyard making diarrhea jokes. <laughs> I got the room. How great is Mike? How nice is he? I hope people the check best. out his stuff. I really, really enjoyed After Realm, and and uh, it came at a good time. I'm yeah, kind of like, too, man. wasn't kind of in between titles, so I'm I'm gonna keep that one up. Yeah, and uh, I really dig it. And I, I've always loved supporting him too, but it's uh. Yeah, it was a good read. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And it was nice of him to to give us the first two issues. Like that's fucking awesome. Thank yeah, you, dude. Uh, Mike, thank you so much. Um, definitely check out Mike Oming online. We'll have links and stuff. Yeah, of course. You, where you can find yeah. him. Follow him on Instagram. All that stuff. The whole Instagram is great to watch him. He he posts a lot of his like oh the time lapse drawing stuff. Yeah, it's so and, cool. If you're interested, yeah. if you just like enjoy watching somebody draw, which mm-hmm. I think most people do, um. I like I like what he puts up a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, uh we're wrapping this up. We do want to remind members of the Little Chub Club the deadline yes to announce your candidacy for office. If you're running for office, you got the runs. In the Little Chub Club, you have to do it by October 25th. You do that on patreoncom mm-hmm. adventure There's a form. Also call the show 
or email a message announcing your candidacy, 781-POD-SLAP or email slap at superliveadventure.com. I'm really excited. Election day yeah. is coming up. Remember, you could you could run on any platform you want. Yeah, anything. And if, I'll tell you something. I you know if you're reluctant because you're worried about the responsibility, you set the terms. Yeah. You say this is what this is what my title is going to be. This is what my responsibilities are. It's as complicated as you want to make it. Other than uh, the winners, there are things in the bylaws about uh, meeting a few times a year online. There's like a minimum requirement yeah. for just meetings. And there's the goat thing. We'll get it. The goat thing, yeah. We'll, we'll mail you the knife. If you're vegetarian or religious or something, yeah. we might not make you do the goat stuff. No, the, yeah, well, you know. It's, It'll listen. be a smaller goat for you. <laughs> you don't have to do a big goat. Because everybody else, they get a goat that's the, like the size of a, a, of a VW uh, uh, minibus. <laughs> I know. Those, Special those, goats. Yeah, those, yeah. Special goats shipped in. We get them, yeah, we get them shipped in from Holland. But but if you want a little goat, uh, we'll get you a little goat. We'll make it quick. Guess we got it. We'll make it quick. You get yeah. it over quick. You just get it over with. Get a little little one. Little no guy. one no one has to know. We'll put a blindfold on it. Okay. You don't have to look at it. <laughs> that's, that's worse, a little goat just crying with a blindfold on it. <laughs> well, I thought we'd shove an apple in its mouth and. Oh, you want to go with the apple? Yeah, okay. I, I don't want right. to hear the cries. Yeah, they have those human-like cries sometimes. Yeah, I know they they sound very uh, <laughs> man-like. Yeah, <laughs> those goats are like. Bah! I love those goats. It's like my favorite kind of goat. <laughs> I love a screaming I love goat a screamer. Every now and then, I'll go to YouTube and just look at screaming goat. Cheers me up. Really? Cheers my kids up. <laughs> kids love it. Screamingoat.com. Ask my kids. Somebody owns that? Like, what's the goat say? And they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Help me! <laughs> Please don't listen to Johnny Craig. <laughs> Put the knife down. <laughs> yes, I can talk. Patreon.com slash Super Live Adventure. We're going to be back in exactly one week. Laura Williams is going to join us. She's going to be here in a week. And we have a lot of voicemails and messages to go through. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. So definitely, definitely tune in. Tell your friends. Spread the word. That's all I got, buddy. Yeah, I think uh, there's only one thing. Is, uh, I agree. Fit, Fit it, it. We should. We should.